0: I think there's a complete confusion in the industry and the titles are being uh, misused, abused, and there's a lot of confusion. I don't see uh, any solution to this. I think maybe if we would have this, let's say, ESO standard of uh, design seniority or some sort of uh, regulator. Qualified uh, something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hello everyone, how are you guys doing? Welcome on the episode number 10. In today's episode, we are going to tackle the topic UX design career later. Um, in this topic, we probably will mainly target those people who are just getting started in the UX journey and probably asking, where do they start? What do they need to prepare? What are the options? How do I grow? How do I identify myself? What's my level and stuff like this. So I do think that we can talk today about sort of a bird's eye view on the UX career and really just uh, sort of share our experiences on how it um how do we see these careers growth and expense for different people? Uh, but before we start digging into the topic, I would like to start from the regular question. So hello, Iwana, how are you doing?
0: <laughs> hello, I'm Fisa and hello everybody. Well, it was quite intense in the sense that I had a very uh, conversational week because uh, Clubhouse has been uh, my uh, sidekick for most of the waking time this week. I, as I posted recently, and we, I know we talked that you felt the same way. For two weeks, I didn't really understand Clubhouse, what's all the buzz about, how does this product work, I didn't really get it. But then suddenly, on Monday morning, I mean, it was like magic, on Monday morning, I was hooked completely, suddenly, and then I kept uh, jumping into conversations, events, rooms, and so on, it it felt uh, like it's, it's my new best friend <laughs> in a way exactly. so I, I've replaced my friends and my conversations with friends with all these conversations with strangers and actually people I kind of know from the industry so um yeah it was a fun week except yeah. that in one clubhouse conversation I decided to leave the phone on the uh, trunk of my car and then I opened the uh, the trunk door And I smashed my phone completely between the trunk door and the car. And so it was completely destroyed. And I had to replace it. And this is a little, let's say, cautionary tale. If you're on Clubhouse and you want to multitask, think about it twice.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, you know, new new products are dangerous. We designers need to keep this in mind, how people are getting hooked to them and also can forget to control their phones. (laughs) Okay, so today's topic is... um, UX design career letters. So basically, I wanted to start by sort of discussing our own uh, career paths and see basically if there are common patterns there and uh, basically how we get to the point where we are and maybe what is next for us, at least what do we imagine we want to, what, what direction we want to take in the future. So um, would you like to start first and tell us about your career story?
0: Yes, totally. I'd love to. Uh, It's a story that I keep saying with uh, every occasion I have, but now I'll try to give it a spin that makes it more relevant to our story today. So focus more on the angle of uh, how I advanced in my career, rather than how I necessarily uh, made it into UX design. So um, as probably some of our listeners know, I'm sure you already know, I started in a big, big corporation uh, called ING Bank. So, banking industry, I uh, was not doing UX design for the most of my years spent in, um, in ING. Uh, but uh, as soon as I transitioned into UX design, which was the topic of another episode, Uh, for those who want to dive deeper into this story as soon as I transitioned I started to contemplate my options so okay what's next now I'm a UX designer I waited for such a long time to get here it's super exciting but as the mind of any person is it kind of always needs to think about what's next so I started asking myself what's next and uh somehow by contemplating by reflecting on these uh on this topic i realized that at least in the romanian market i'm not sure if it's a european problem i guess it's not the same for the u.s market but in romania i didn't feel like the market is mature enough in order to have a clear uh, perspective or uh, be able to anticipate what your next uh steps are so um, it felt weird because I kind of felt that, okay, now I'm a designer, probably next I'm gonna be a senior designer, and that's it. What's next? So, and I felt that if I wanted to continue to advance in my career, then I have to be a manager because that's the only way that you can move forward, which of course, uh, we'll talk later in this podcast, I'm sure, but uh, it shouldn't be like this. You should have distinct paths for uh, individual contributors. Uh, a track for individual contributors and a track for people who want to go into management roles. And uh, this was not the case, of course, in in this not very mature world. So my uh, story, to get back to uh, more uh, practical information, um, I became a UX designer. And then I switched companies. And um, there I was hired on a role that was uh, called UX manager. And when I went into the interview, I asked, uh, okay, so what will I be managing? And uh, it turns out that it wasn't um, about managing people. It was about managing the experience. (laughs) So in a way, we're all UX managers, if you want. But so I, this was the title and uh, it's the title that I also posted on LinkedIn and maybe it felt confusing for others. In the meantime, I got to kind of uh, lead a more, become, let's say, more of a UX lead, if you want, because I was uh, in charge of a... of the decisions being made on a particular important product but the bottom line of the story and then of course I had freelancing projects where I got involved in other perspective other angles as a designer but didn't really uh felt like I have a, a strong direction or something clear as to what my next steps are it never felt like that and I think that there's also a lot of confusion in terms of uh, vocabulary if you want terminology for uh, what does it mean to be a senior designer what does it mean to be a manager what what is a product lead what is a design lead what but what, what is a uh, design manager and then what is a I don't know senior designer and principal designer And so everything felt confusing for most parts and I'm hoping that together we may bring some clarity to this topic and I'm really curious to hear your story I hope I didn't talk too much <laughs>
1: No, absolutely not. Um, Okay, let's dive into the story I had. Actually, my story was also a little bit confusing, and I don't think it's a classic story that, uh, you know, mainly you would expect to go through. And that's because I think um, I've mentioned in one of the episodes that I had stages at my career. First of all, it was mainly starting from the freelance career, where you have a hard time identifying your own like skills or your own level you're swimming in the ocean of other freelancers and you never really can you know get to them look over their shoulder really see what they are doing you cannot really compare yourself to those people you are working as the sole entrepreneur and you're basically each person is another company working in different manner, operating on different terms and operations and and processes and stuff like this. So you really cannot compare yourself to other freelancers and there are millions of other freelancers. So it's very hard to understand what's your level when you are on this, um, freelance landscape. So for me it was like this for a very long time, I guess around 6 years. And um as I said I was also doing some startups. So usually you get to those leading positions quite later in your career. For me as I was doing startups, I kind of started from that role even though I was fresh in the in the journey and I was not necessarily super experienced in doing this. But again, I wanted to build my products, I wanted to have a vision for them, blah 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 and I basically needed to become this product visionary who um, def- defines what's the product mission and the vision and what do we build and how do we get there and MVP and stuff like this. I didn't have a clarity on my level for a very long time, but at the same time, I was doing a lot of entrepreneurial work and um, you know building the products, meaning that I had to be a leading uh, person in a small company of like five, 10 people. Um, however, I think in 2018-ish, 19ish i don't remember exactly i started feeling that i'm i'm too alone i really want to be Uh, a part of a bigger company. I want to be a part of some bigger infrastructure organization. I want to belong somewhere. And I started thinking that I want to start looking for an actual in-house job. Um, There were two passes for me, either to start, you know, design agency, basically become almost like an operation manager, looking for people, managing people, build an internal culture, or actually keep doing my design usual work and join a product company of some sort. So I chose the second option because I didn't want to, you know, build the company from scratch. I know it's, it's a very, it's a big, big thing. And if you want to do the design, you will have a little chance to actually do your work. And I decided to keep pursuing my design career. And then long story short, my next position is... Uh, became already like the senior UX designer so and this is um this is very fresh to me so oh, this is official title i first time ever have because um as i've mentioned already i was never <clears throat> before working full time um as a freelancer you cannot really identify your level but as the person working in a company or in any or organizational setup um you usually would be given a title so i was given this uh, senior ux design title and uh, it feels to me like uh when i've joined the company i realized that oh my god i thought i knew a lot but people around me are so smart and knowledgeable that it feels to me that oh my god i still have a lot of, a lot of things to learn from those people from the product I'm working with and stuff like this so I do feel like okay now I can measure myself against somebody and when it comes to the question okay what's next where do you imagine yourself in I know a few years from now Um, usually at this point of the journey normally people would start considering either becoming a product lead or or some department lead or becoming UX managers for example in my company we have a proper UX manager who manages people and vision of the product and maybe their resources and and another way to to go is would be just to maybe become, I don't know, a better skilled senior designer. And for me personally, right now I, I recognize that I'm not interested in becoming a UX manager. Um, The proper one, I guess, Um, because it it feels to me really managerial work when you have to do a lot of organization, you have to settle processes, you have to hire people and stuff like this. So in a way, it feels almost like starting your own design agency when you have to run things. Um, And I'm really, really, really much more interested in the practical side of things. So I cannot say really when I see, where I see myself in the future, but I assume I want to dig deeper in the seniority, maybe develop extra specialities. Um, and again, keep, keep, keep trying, keep learning more technologies, keep figuring out things on the market right now. So I figured that I'm not interested exactly in the managerial or leading positions, even though this is a natural progression as we might all expect.
0: Um, yeah but i think yeah. that it, it 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 was the natural progression up to this point but um i think that one of the reasons that i'm happy we're having this episode is that i think that we should rethink the way designers are being uh uh put on career tracks because i don't i have i know this brilliant designer so this is an example he's a great designer he's worked at uh, fitbit and now he's uh, founded his own startup. He's he's probably one of the best designers I know. And he was like, Because there was no clear path uh, or no clear uh, perspective for individual contributors. But just like yourself, he was very attached to the design craft. So he didn't want to go into managing teams because that would have meant doing a lot of paperwork, doing a lot of uh, administrative uh, parts. So it's not that much that you're building products anymore. You're managing people, which, of course, has its uh, fun parts, its uh, rewards and so on. But it's not. That you're, it's not design work at uh, pure in a pure form anymore. So he didn't want to go on that track, and he was kind of uh, he reached this glass ceiling where that that was it for him. So maybe that's why he founded his own startup and so on. But um, yeah, yeah, I think that the design industry should rethink uh, this path, if you want. And uh, I think that what was natural up to this point should be uh, deemed unnatural and uh, we Uh, reshaped completely so an extra reason for why this should happen is the fact that there are a lot of new designers going into the industry the industry the design market is growing at a very rapid rate so I think that there's there will be a need for some um, clarity in terms of where you are in your career and also something for freelancers just like you said I think that if you're a freelancer it's all the more confusing because You you have no idea where to place yourself. There's nobody that's giving you a title. So like in a big company where you're being promoted and now you're a senior designer. So for freelancers, it's pretty much confusing. And this is another side of the story that the industry should be talking more about than maybe helping freelance designers keep track of their peers that are working in big companies or smaller companies, but have some clarity and guidance on their career. Yeah.
1: In general, as we talk about the titles, it's um it's such a subjective thing. For example, I assume I don't know for sure again because I'm not a very <laughs> advanced in careers and stuff like this. But I assume that if you call yourself a senior or even junior or middle, whatever, um, it could be really different. For example, in one company, your skill set could be identified or qualified as. A middle designer, but another company, it will be more of a lead designer, and it could really vary. I guess depending on the company maturity level. Uh, for example, if it's a maybe, let's say in a bank um, that never had UX processes in place, and they now started to, I don't know, became more modern, and they wanted to establish a UX team, and so maybe they only have graphic designers, and um, they will look for UX designers, but they don't know where to start from. They don't know how to qualify them. They don't know how to look for them they don't know how to decide whether it is a ux manager whether it is a senior designer so you might basically as you might get assigned to a role which does not necessarily qualify in other companies in the companies where ux maturity level is higher when there's a big team great processes already established you might come in and figure out that you have a different level and you were thinking you're senior however you might figure out that you are not senior for that particular company. So it could be very confusing sometimes. And normally, of course, you don't want to downgrade, I guess, uh, after you've been, for example, elite. And when you come to the new company, better company, maybe Google, maybe Airbnb, whatsoever. Sort of, again, it depends on the market. And some, for example, in Ukraine, I imagine many companies don't have a such a high UX maturity level. And if you being the lead designer in one of the startups or companies in Ukraine, and then you want to start working for Airbnb, I do imagine that you probably will be downgraded at the title level, but that doesn't mean that you will become a worse designer or not enough of a qualified or experienced designer. In fact, I feel like you might be growing at a much bigger speed, even though that I will tell you a different story. But I think the company... Uh, perception and branding and UX maturity level sort of, as I said, perception would really define your role in a way. So it's probably even okay if you've done great, if if you feel like the company you're applying for can help you to grow. Um, And the title should not really be defining your place, I guess, on the market. It's really, really subjective to the company. I guess that's my bottom
0: line. Yeah, it's a great point that you just made. The fact that titles shouldn't be that relevant to your career so I don't think that uh, the person the individual is at fault for that I think that there's an entire uh, misunderstanding throughout the industry and in the minds of design recruiters or even hiring (laughs) managers because just like you said there's a lot of variety Uh, if you're a senior in one place you might be a complete junior in another place and the other way around so titles are not that relevant but somehow They are relevant to others and that's what makes them relevant to you. So I think there's a complete confusion in the industry and the titles are being uh, misused, abused, and there's a lot of confusion. I don't see uh, any solution to this. I think maybe if we would have this, let's say, ESO standard of uh, design seniority or some sort of uh, regulator. Qualified uh, something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we we should get the diplomas like, I don't know, practitioners and... uh, that that would maybe uh bring some structure to the entire problem but the message uh, that you just sent out i want to emphasize on it as well is that uh titles are not that important and they're extremely subjective and i hope that recruiters hiring managers the entire industry will stop making them that important
1: yes i agree i really love when you basically are kind of operating with more like responsibilities um and things you'll need to be doing in the company rather than years of experience, titles and stuff like this. And another thing I wanted to ask you, which I guess would be an interesting topic also quickly to discuss is, um, what do you think about years of experience? What do you think about those hiring managers who say, we need a designer who have 10 years of experience working in Figma?
0: Yeah, Fisa is like you just read my mind. You mentioned ears earlier, and I wanted to abruptly interrupt you and say, "Wait, wait! I have a point I wanted to make on the ears," and, and then you you immediately asked me. So yeah, you read my mind. Uh, yes, there is a point that I want to make on uh, years of experience. It's something that I um, was kind of baking in my mind for a long time, but then at some point uh, in two thousand nineteen. I was uh, lucky enough to go work in New York for three weeks, and then I went out for a lunch uh, with Andy Budd, which kind of felt incredible. I couldn't believe that <laughs> i'm 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 having lunch with Andy Budd. But anyhow, the point he made during that lunch and that had an impact on me. I felt it was extremely powerful and um, important, and it was something that I already had in mind, but, have been, having it validated by Andy Bud was all I needed. Was the fact that you cannot judge designer by the years of experience they have. And the reason is that you can have a designer that has 20 years of experience doing the same thing over and over again in a big company, in a small corner of a big company, not having a lot of impact on the product, doing repetitive work, uh, not progressing and so on. And you can have a designer, another designer that has three years of experience, but doing this three years has had a lot of variety in terms of projects, teams he's worked with, industries, uh size of companies and so on so i think that this is another problem in the recruiting industry uh, for designers the fact that they ask for five years experience or 10 years experience or whatever but oftentimes that's something that eliminates good candidates that maybe don't have they have four years of experience but they would be brilliant and they have extremely valuable four years of experience So I'm totally, I I can understand that there are, of course, there's a need for segmenting somehow the people that apply. So you don't want to have everybody that has six months of experience applying to jobs where you would want something with ears. But at the same time, I think that we shouldn't be too uh, rigid about uh, this criteria because we could lose brilliant people.
1: I also wanted to talk about the actual journey. So let's say... If there would be those standardized journey to pass. And again, we already figured out that there is no um, classic journey. Uh, You and I have different paths, especially depends on the market um, UX maturity level. So it's not very easy to identify this sort of path. But if we talk about the perfect path that is written in the workbook, what what's in your opinion, like this sort of classic step A, step B, and all the way uh, to the end? And what are the options at the end in general? It's just to, so that we can possibly give some clarity and high level overview of the UX letter in general for the industry.
0: It's great that you're asking because I wanted to, I wasn't sure if this question was coming up and I wanted to ask it myself, because yeah, I think that we should be even more specific in terms of what the actual ladder looks like. So in my perspective, there's this base of can envision it like a pyramid. I think that there's also a lot of pyramid representations of the career ladder for designers. But if you're on the ground level, the base, uh, then you probably are an apprentice. So you're in your early days as a designer. This is the part where you're doing uh, grunt work. You're doing a lot of sketching, uh, wireframing. Uh, so you're doing. You're you're getting your hands really dirty in the good way uh, with doing design work and learning at a fast pace. And I think that it's something that we all. It's impossible to progress as a designer if you don't spend enough time in this. Level uh, on this level. And then, as I, we mentioned already earlier, you probably will progress to being a senior um, UX designer or uh, whatever your uh, specialty uh, will be, or if, even if you're a generalist. And this is where things will get kind of more mature, or challenging, or trickier, and from my perspective, more beautiful you're more into doing uh, presentations, a bit of maybe having an implication on the strategic level of a product, maybe you're doing even project management for the projects that you work on. So make sure that the the, the, the design work is uh, on track and so on, critique, um, advocating design already and so on. And then after you've reached this level of uh, being a senior, Uh, professional then you have probably this is where your journey could split and you might go on uh, the track of being an individual contributor and then become a a lead principal designer and or you can go on to being a manager where which as i said means you won't be doing as much uh, design work although there are companies where where, uh, i don't know head of design or uh, design directors are asked to do design work which for me defeats the purpose of that role so you don't need a design director if you're asking him to do uh screens or mock-ups or anything as such so i think that once you go into the management track uh if you choose that direction you won't be doing that much design work it's going to be more about people But um, yeah, I think that these are the levels. So you're a junior designer, then you're a mid designer, senior designer, and then you can become design lead, principal designer, and then, or go onto a management uh, path. Well, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I love it. I would agree with you in general in this in this sort of path and direction and that at the end you are having like a multiple choices, a broad scope to to pick from <laughs> and it's becoming either challenging or confusing to you sometimes. But um, I would add to your point or to your journey, uh, maybe a little bit more of um, what's expected from you on each or different level um, in your careers. So I would say that when you are in this beginning uh, path, let's say, uh, as you mentioned, apprentice or it is a junior role, I would say that mainly you're expected to work on tactical level. You'll most likely work on things like Um, either prototyping, uh, sometimes I even saw like people start literally from drawing icons. So maybe being really advanced at UI, becoming advanced UI designers in the beginning. So working on tactical level, identifying the look and feel, uh, tactical things, um, doing also like sketching, prototyping, sometimes research really depends on the on how much responsibility you're given at the company, but basically you're working on a tactical level. When you're growing towards, uh, again, middle, then senior, you're expected to work and understand better the processes. You understand how to use or leverage design processes, design experience, and bring uh, the product or the project from point A to point B. So from, from, let's say, resources you're given and the project brief, how to bring this challenge and sort of succeed and solve the problem. So at this point, you're expected to be much more skilled at soft skills, I believe, at presenting, maybe even project management, at critique, you're supposed to be helpful for maybe beginner designers, maybe even teach a little bit designers, uh, cultivate the culture, explain the value of the design process. So again, this is where you are getting a little bit more into seniority level. But when you become more of a UX specialist or lead, you start again this is when you as you said like you start having this broad sort of options um where to go next and this is where you can become i don't know team leader director uh, design manager etc etc so this is when you start being a little bit more of a, almost visionary. Um, you know how to sell the design research and stuff like this. You know how to manage people. You know how to hire people you have. Um, you know how to guide them, to help them to progress in your career. And when you get to the sort of super top level, in my opinion, you're becoming a strategist, more of a person who knows, um, who understands the product on the strategic level, uh, have multi-domain expertise, knows how to direct products towards the vision or the mission that you know this product identified and basically it's it's this more of a yeah in in general more strategic much more strategic role when you don't expect to actually prototype but uh you expect to lead the product and um maybe share it with all the other uh, people that work in in your company. So in my, for example, I feel myself right now really skilled at at processes, at uh, maybe visioning and uh, critique. So for example, um, helping junior designers because I also teach design. So I feel myself almost like in the middle of it. I have some experience with strategy in the past, because as I said, I was doing a lot of startups and my own products, but it's a different level. So for example, I would not be very confident at running a bigger company like I'm working at right now, like uh, corporations with a lot of, a lot of departments and uh, really much, much more strategic talks than we had in the past when I was doing the, you know startups. So it's... Um, It's this journey when you might just want to focus on the level of responsibilities, your role in the team, um, if we may um, try to identify it also.
0: Yeah. So what I would like to add here is that uh, it's something personal because you ended on a personal note on what, where do you feel that you're at at this point in your life. I think I feel like I'm on a similar level of what you described as well, but uh, I would want to add something um, around the topic of uh, aspirations or career ladder. My dream would be something that I don't know where where it fits into this uh, ladder that we've just described. It would be the role of being a design evangelist that kind of gets the opportunity of advocating design all day every day talking to different roles different functions of a big company or small company talking to i don't know the cto or the chief product officer is supposed to understand the need for design but i don't know maybe somebody from legal department or just advocating design and having these conversations all day so this is my dream job if everybody is looking for a design evangelist then please hire me (laughs) (laughs) i love it it's
1: so nice so it sounds like you know what you're doing what you want to do it's a little bit different for me so i love that you have such a confidence and know exactly what you want to do um all the day. (laughs) I feel like I'm a more of a, I I want to not just to evangelize, but I really love to teach in a way. I really love to have a quicker loop of um, investing in people and then seeing the results, I guess. I really enjoy this process. I really enjoy seeing how people maybe doing their mistakes and you know how to help them out, not in a critical way, but to just lead them, to just give them a critique in a way that they understand and analyze their project so i really really enjoy this part and um i think i also discuss it with my ux manager who asks me usually what's 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 a new you know what's a new feature? what do you want to do what's what are your aspirations where do you want to go and i would usually say like oh you know working with uh, maybe junior designers helping people to start out building build in their careers and stuff like this so i don't know if that also falls into any of those categories we have described uh, probably somewhere um Uh, somewhere when I was talking about dynamics or processes after that, there is like possibility to help others in the team, especially if you have the company that uh, actively hires junior um, on the junior roles. Right now, my company, for example, we don't have um, junior designers, but in general, I think like I'm the only thing for me right now to apply this is to talk to engineers. (laughs) So in a way, I'm trying to help engineers to, or or product managers if they ask, of course, um, to somehow evangelize the UX culture in the company. It's not necessarily me helping them to grow in this, but at least given some tips. Uh, for example, we are building a lot of a lot of micro apps, and sometimes product managers have to do the interview. And I'm really really excited when product managers reach us out and ask, how do we do the UX reviews and stuff like this? So it's something that always ignites the spark and makes me excited to try it out. Even though at work, it's not always the same, you know, that's why we have those courses. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so we've been talking a lot today, I feel like we have covered so many different things or aspects of this later topic. Would we want to start um, making bullet points and talk about our top main takeaways?
0: Yes, let's do that. Yay. And I'm going to start because yes, I always... traditionally. Uh, <laughs> traditionally, I always start, so I always get the juiciest parts. I'm sorry, Anthony. So I, I promise next time, <laughs> even if you introduce no, this worries. category, I'm going to let you speak first. No, but worries. for now, I'm going to mention the point uh, that you made earlier when we just uh, opened this conversation. When you said that uh, when you reflect back on your career, you see more in terms of stages the word stages is something that's uh very powerful to me i didn't really think of it as clear as you put it uh but indeed i think that there are different stages in your career you're at different points of your career which are not necessarily directly linked to the title you're being assigned or the job you're actually doing. It's it's something that's a bit more abstract if you want. Maybe it should be put into a more clear, practical form. So I think that as a reflection exercise, designers should reframe the way they look back on their career and they look forward on their perspectives in terms of stages. Because I think that it's not always that the title reflects your uh, expertise or your experience. Even your value, of course. So, I think that uh, we should move away from uh, labeling ourselves as a senior, junior, mid designer and move into something that is more, um, if you want, encompassing, like the idea of a stage. So, now I'm at this stage of my career, not necessarily I'm a mid designer. This was one point. So, uh, the second point that I wanted to, that I liked, was the fact that. uh, titles have, have a lot of confusion around them right now in the industry and oftentimes uh, senior designers are being labeled as junior designers because of the companies they work at and the other way around. And so I think that uh, this is another thing that I would love to see in the design industry, not putting that much uh, focus on uh, on the title itself, but looking more into the uh, work that a person has done as opposed to uh, the titles that... Uh, He she has held and the last point is the fact that uh, somehow I think that we should aspire to have a career ladder for freelancers so. Where are freelancers in this world of titles? I think they're left uh, outside and it shouldn't be like that. Thank you for the empathy. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. (laughs) Uh, And the last, last point, and this is where I will give you the mic. Um, It's the fact that uh, I think that it's essential that as the design industry matures and we're going into a level of uh, maturity and a deeper understanding of the design world, Uh, I think that there should be clear separated paths for people that want to do design work and want to be an individual contributor for their entire career and people who uh, want to move on to managing other designers, uh, teams and so on and maybe have clear steps for these people that are actually implemented in a clear way because they exist on a theoretical level, but they're not always uh, available in real life. So this is my last point and I'm going to pass it over to you. I hope I didn't take all the juicy parts.
1: I I love it and I agree with these points for sure. And also I do have something to add on each of your points, which you were kind of touching base on. So I wanted to also think about opportunity or possibility to Um, maybe have some sort of standardization again it's not that we have it or we can consider it right now but in general I think that our industry would benefit a lot from having some sort of standardization on how do we identify those roles for example there is there is an equality in salaries for your designers depending when you are and there is I've heard of this um, sort of standard salaries based on your role in general. And sometimes I would think like maybe if there would be some way for us to identify ourselves to, I don't know, is it a certification or is it some sort of, I saw as you mentioned, but if we would be able to pass some sort of certification and maybe even um, declare our roles, maybe it could be attached to the salaries because I assume that yeah, there is an in the salaries. And that also comes back to the title sometimes. So if there would be some more of a standard transparency, there is already sort of general description what should be the approximate salary of designer on different levels, but there is no identification of what's the level. And each company have this different UX maturity level. So having some sort of transparency on the skill set uh, and maybe even um, that would reflect in the salary would be really, really helpful for the industry, I assume. Another thing is when you were talking about uh, stages, I felt like maybe we can even ask ourselves. So to identify at which stage you are, maybe we can ask ourselves, what's my experience and what's the impact that I was bringing before in the company or in the product I was working on? Because I feel like the impact you bring in would quite identify your stage of the career right now. Are you able to um, just build products? Are you able to lead the products? Are you able to strategize the products? Are you able to hire people and stuff like this? So how much confidence you have and how much impact do you bring on every product development or any project you're working on um, that might help. It's, it's a very abstract question, I know, but it's if you're asking yourself and being honest on what was my role and how did I help um, this company, that could give you um, maybe some identification of where you are at right now and, and how can you be helpful in the new role or new company you're applying for. Another thing I just I just thought about was that if we think about certification, many people are asking, do we need uh, education? Do we need certification? I feel like, well, as we said last time, we don't necessarily need them. But things like NNG courses that have a credibility on the market sometimes might help. And another, I guess, the last point, which I would say here is that. Um, your experience is definitely not measured in years. I think that one year, if it was full of challenges and growing opportunities and taking responsibilities, could really qualify for five years of somebody who was not doing new things um, in their career and not really challenging themselves enough to grow. So I do think like years are not important. And if you're being asked on the interviews to, for example, specify how many years you are working, or really just say, okay, how 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 long are you working on? That is very broad, not helpful question. And I don't know if you can challenge this question in any interview, but I do think that we need to be aware of that um, of that notion at this point that years are being asked, but it's not a very objective criteria to measure your skill set or your experience. Yeah, I think that's everything I wanted to add. Any last thoughts before we wrap it up for today?
0: I have uh, one last thing that I want to add. It's based on, on the second point that you made. Um, I think that uh, I've seen or and I've even worked in two big companies that are just introducing this kind of uh, not necessarily self-assessments like you uh, you frame them, but there are assessments as to what you are able to do and then being put in one box or another in uh, by uh, understanding what your skills are what your capabilities are if you're able to i don't know perform critique or understand and define a process for your team or as opposed to just uh this person has two years then he's a junior and this person has five years this is a senior they are in both the uh, big companies i've worked so far as a designer they've introduced a way of uh building career ladders based on your skills and capabilities, which I think is the right thing to do. And I hope to see more and more in the design industry. So this was my last I
1: love it. Yeah, I agree with you. I do feel like we need to start thinking more, not in this... It's almost like marketing persona versus UX persona, right? <laughs> when you have this demographic data and then you have this behavioral data and it, it really it, it makes a huge difference. Um, so yeah, I, I would like to stop on this really interesting point to keep other... Yeah, maybe other people can think about some other points. And if you have anything to add in this topic, feel free to reach us out on our Instagram or on social media. Um, you can find us as Honest UX Talks on Instagram, on any other podcast podcast platform, Uh, feel free to DM us if you have any other questions. Um, Yeah. See you in DM. We would love to cover your question in the next topic. Thank you so much for listening and yay. See you on the next one.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Anfisa. Thank you everyone and have a great week, day. (laughs) Have a great time. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs)